0: You're listening to For Eternity and Until, where together we uncover how to bring heaven to earth in our everyday choices and live the life we were created for. I'm your host, Tori May Hine, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this party started. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode number two, and today's episode is all about rejection. I'm going to dive in a little bit deeper to share part of my story with you guys today. Now listen, rejection is not an easy topic to talk about. As I was writing my notes for this episode, I started thinking of some of my dearest friends' stories. I thought of my friend who recently stood up for something that she knew was right in her workplace and as a result is walking through an intense season of change and loss of friendship. I thought of another friend who cared for her disabled mother for the better part of her childhood, and then was later disowned by her mother over what should have been a pretty easy conflict to resolve. They actually never came to a resolution, and her mother died, having never met her four grandchildren, carrying her pride and bitterness with her to the grave. I thought of another friend whose husband left her after 14 years of marriage for another woman. And I don't know what your personal rejection story is. Maybe it's similar to one of my friend's stories. Maybe you're struggling through a breakup or generally feeling rejected in your life. I think it's a really important topic to speak about. I'm gonna share my personal rejection story with you guys and tell you what I believe the gifts are that rejection can offer us and how God uses rejection to move us forward in his purpose and will for our lives. Now, the reason why rejection is so devastating is because every human is hardwired for love. We were created by God for relationship with God. Sin, our rebellion against God, physically separates us from that perfect unity with God that we were created for. That's why Jesus came, to not just give us salvation, but to reconcile us in relationship with God again. And our hearts naturally search for things that give us a sense of worth and specialness and purpose and identity. And there are three common lies that people believe concerning their identity. They believe that they are what they do, that they are what other people say or think about them, and they are what they have. Now, the problem with placing our identity in these things is that you're placing your identity in something that you can very easily lose. Let's chunk these out really fast. The first one, I am what I do. So what happens to your identity when you're fired? When you can't work that job anymore? When the door of opportunity always swings shut in your face every time you knock on it? The second lie, I am what other people say or think about me. Question, can you really control how anyone actually perceives you? One moment they love you and support you. The next moment, they quit on you and they leave you hanging. You could do all the right things. You could work so hard to please everyone around you. And inevitably, someone's going to reject you. The third lie, I am what I have. Right now, we're right in the middle of COVID-19. Your house, your health, your 401k, your loved ones. These are all things that you can lose. And we're seeing people lose things that are dear to them. What happens to your identity when these things are taken away in this life that's dictated by a hustle for our identity we become incredibly fragile human beings when we live secured by our ability to perform we will eventually face our limitations when we live for the acceptance of others we will be left devastated by their rejection when we live for the things that we have where is our identity when we lose them See, the truth is that rejection may delay, distract, or even devastate you for a season, but it will never define you unless you give it that authority. You have to choose. Every single one of you listening to this podcast has experienced rejection at some point in your life, but some of you have chosen to make your rejection your identity. Some of you listening to this have allowed the rejection that you've experienced in your life define who you are. And you need to hear me say these key words because it's the whole point of this episode. The rejection that you've experienced is real, but it is not true. You have experienced rejection. You are not rejected. No matter who you are, what you do, where you come from, your education, status, upbringing, brokenness, or success, you've already been accepted. The question is whether or not you'll receive that acceptance, agree with it, and live in that acceptance or not. So let me share with you my rejection story. It was Independence Day. I sat in a coffee house in Nashville, surrounded by my closest friends. My palms were sweating, and my heart was racing. I felt like my whole future hinged on this moment of bravery that I was about to take. I glanced down at my perfectly crafted latte, the swirls of milk and espresso shaped into a rippling heart. I hadn't taken a drink of it yet. My stomach couldn't handle it. My husband and his band had just finished their first six months of full-time touring. The years leading up to this moment had been life changing. I met these people doing music ministry with them six years prior when I was still in high school. I encountered God really for the first time alongside these people, and I fell in love with my husband serving with him in this ministry. So, these people and the work that they were doing together greatly mattered to me. After moving back from college, though, I realized there wasn't a place for me on the stage with these friends anymore through some crazy God-sized twists and turns. Now this wasn't just a small church ministry, it was a new career path. My husband and my closest friends had been handed the chance of a lifetime, a record deal in Nashville, and an opportunity to travel the world doing music and ministry. I, on the other hand, was home folding laundry, raising my son and working multiple jobs to make ends meet. God called me to champion my husband And my friends, as they got to live out what, at the time, I felt was my dream. I would often wonder, God, did I do something wrong? Did I take the wrong turn or miss my chance? This isn't what I thought my life would look like. And I'll be honest, the two years leading up to this moment in the coffee shop were filled with battles in my mind against jealousy and resentment. Oftentimes, I didn't win that battle. And I caved into self-pity. I felt like I had been benched by God. It was a season where I felt left behind, forgotten, and invisible. And I knew this moment, sitting here in this coffee shop, was my chance to be seen. Now, six months into touring, the female singer of our band decided she couldn't move forward on this pathway. And in the aftermath of our friend's departure... Our band sat down at this coffee shop to make a plan on how to move forward. Hands shaking, heart beating. With my two-year-old son wiggling around on my lap, I finally opened my mouth. And with the most vulnerability I could muster, I asked, What about me? I'm here. I've done it with you guys before. Could I take her place? Silence. The eyes of my friends darted down to the coffee table and back and forth at each other, shifting their eyes in every direction except toward mine. No one knew what to say. Everyone nervously waiting for someone else to answer. Our manager at the time looked at me and paused for a moment and said, Tori, I'm sorry. It's just not your place. I don't know if you've ever experienced a shame moment like this one before, When your hands go numb and your ears clog up, you can't hear or think straight anymore. You want to cry, but you can't breathe. And sitting there at the table with my closest friends and husband, I never felt more alone or like I didn't belong than in that moment. These were the people who affirmed my gifts before. I couldn't understand why I wasn't good enough anymore. I don't even know if there were words of affirmation spoken in that moment. If there were, I couldn't hear them. All I know is how I felt. Stupid, small, unwanted, and alone. The rest of our 4th of July holiday was spent in our manager's office, watching YouTube video after YouTube video of random girls all across the country to see if we could find someone available to hop on tour with the band the next week. With every video played, the message screamed louder in my ears. You're not as good as her. They want her more. She's accepted. You're not. She's better than you. I flew back home to Nevada shortly after, and I spiraled a little bit. I remember one night in particular after I put my son to bed. I was all alone in my house, and I went into my closet, and I fell on my knees, and grabbing the skin on my stomach, I screamed and I cried, wishing that I could get out of my skin To walk myself into the skin of someone else who was a better singer, who had a prettier face, who was free to live the life that she pleased, just like one of those girls on the YouTube video. You want to know why that rejection hurt so deeply in that season? It's because it directly attacked my misplaced identity. I said so many times during that season that my feelings were hurt, but the truth is that feelings don't get hurt. Your sense of self and identity hurts. And when it's almost impossible for you to go a day without feeling snubbed, ignored, stupid, or out of place, you have to stop and realize that the fear of rejection that you're carrying is a warning sign of a broken and misplaced identity. You don't really notice your body until there's something wrong with it, right? You stub your toe, you break your arm, something internally shifts and changes. And once symptoms are felt, we take notice. When our identity is misplaced, it hurts because there's something wrong. We're feeling the symptoms of a greater condition. And because of this, we draw an incredible amount of attention to ourselves. I had misplaced my identity that night in my closet. I had let rejection define my worth. Believing my identity rested in what I could and couldn't do, in what I did or didn't have, and what other people said or thought about me, rather than in who I really am. But oh, if only I knew the growth that was in store for me. I had to learn how to embrace my place to grow through the process of refinement so that I could walk in the calling on my life. Rejection was a key tool used to do that work of transformation in me. And what devastated me in that season helped to restore me in the next. I thought that this rejection was a finish line, but it was really the starting line to discovering who I really am. What I wanted was a platform, but what I needed was a reform. And in the words of one of my favorite female Christian leaders, Christine Kane, she says, if the light that is in you can't sustain you, then the light that is on you will destroy you. And God continues to show me what needs to be done in me so that he can do his work through me. And let me tell you, recording this podcast right now is a privilege but it's also still a process of surrender and sacrifice. Facing rejection and deciding what I'm going to do with it requires a daily dying to self to be alive in something greater than me. The platform I'm inhabiting today is for purpose, not for status. And I understand that now. I believe that the experience of rejection can offer you some invaluable gifts. The first gift is empowerment. I was talking to my friend a few days ago, running these notes through her to filter these things out. And She said something really powerful. She said after her husband left, she realized that her whole life she had given the power to other people to choose her identity for her. She became whatever her mother wanted, her father wanted, her husband or her friends needed her to be. But that the devastation that she experienced through her divorce helped her realize that she got to choose to give that rejection authority or take the authority back. She said she didn't have to fear rejection anymore because she had already faced her greatest fear and was still breathing on the other side. This experience showed her that freedom was hers for the taking. She got to choose who she wanted to become out of the rubble of her shattered marriage. And you too have a choice to make. Will the rejection that you faced in your life rule you or fuel you forward? The beginning of wisdom is accepting responsibility. Now listen to me carefully. I am not saying that the rejection that you faced in your life is deserved. But by accepting responsibility for the actions and thoughts that have brought you here to this moment, you take back the authority that you've given away. This sets you free from your past to move into a bigger and brighter future, choosing to believe God and be empowered by his Holy Spirit to move you forward toward the greater things he has planned for you requires responsibility. Taking responsibility is not choosing defeat. It's choosing to agree with the victory that has already been offered to you through Christ. Rejection is only as big as you make it. You are responsible for how you respond to it. This is an incredibly freeing experience. You don't have to be bound by it anymore. You aren't without options. There is an open door to this cage that you're trapped in that you can choose to open and make your exit to walk forward into freedom. God has given you that choice. The second gift is redirection. From my perspective, rejection results in one of two ways, in resentment or resilience. We can choose resentment and keep ourselves from moving forward. When we choose to learn resilience, we can get up and move forward. And as we do, sometimes we walk in a different direction. During my season of rejection that I walked through with my husband and his band, I wasn't sure where my place was. Little did I know that an opportunity with my online business would be presented to me just a few months after this experience. My online business provided the means financially for my husband to continue to pursue his ministry. And if I hadn't been redirected, not only would I have missed out, but my husband would have missed out too, and all the people impacted by his ministry. It's just so much bigger than just you. It always is. God's love relationship with you is personal, but it's also practical. This closed door in one area of my life caused me to turn away and walk in a different direction. And this allowed me to discover and strengthen other gifts that I would have never otherwise known that I had if it weren't for the rejection I experienced in that season. If I was just given what I wanted, I wouldn't have grown to understand with more clarity and depth the other strengths that I had. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't hard and life continues to offer challenges, but I see them from a different perspective now. I'm better for those losses. And sitting in that coffee shop, I had limited myself to believing that I could only be used one way to really make an impact. And I know now though, that music isn't actually my highest calling or greatest passion. Good thing God redirected me. It's funny because it's, almost work for me to sit and attempt to feel the pain of that season of rejection again. I'm so fulfilled by God and what he is doing in and through me that I don't feel the pressure to be or do anything else than what he's called me to in this moment. And that's the amazing thing about trusting God with your life. If he created you with desires, do you really think that he won't fulfill them? He is just not interested in giving you exactly what you want. He knows what you need. And oftentimes, we need to be redirected in order to discover it ourselves. Here's the third gift rejection offers. Freedom. Exactly one year after that July 4th in the coffee shop, when I felt like my whole world was caving in, I woke up and I felt different. So much had happened within that year of daily choosing to show up, to embrace my place, and stop making it about me. I had changed. The words that were spoken over me the year prior were, Tori, it's not your place. But I woke up July 4th, a year later, ironically, Independence Day, a day that our country celebrates freedom, And those words, it's not your place, didn't feel like bondage anymore. I spoke them over myself with a renewed sense of freedom. Oh my gosh, it's not my place. That means I have a place. It's just not here. You get to choose how you perceive your rejection When my perspective shifted, I didn't see a closed door. I turned around and found an open space with so many possibilities. I know that what you have walked through is devastating, but it doesn't have to devastate you forever. There is freedom offered to you that you can receive in the midst of your despair that will unlock a whole new way of understanding the world around you. I'm not saying that the rejection that you've faced in your life happened for a reason. Reason suggests that it was designed to work that way. But rest assured, divorce, abandonment, wrongdoing, deceit, oppression, we aren't designed for that. It's actually the result of the destruction and decay of its intended design. But through grace, I believe there is a meaning that can be found in all of these things, good and bad Most oftentimes when we experience devastation like rejection, it can be used to move us to seek out the meaning. And through that process, you will discover truth if you seek for it. And what is true? Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And he also promised that if we seek him, we will find him if we seek him with our whole heart. Challenges are a gift an opportunity to learn. Problems are the common thread running through the lives of every great man and woman. And in times of adversity, you do not have a problem to deal with. You have a choice to make because God can redefine your past. God can reimagine your present and realize a greater and better future. What story are you telling yourself in rehearsing? Whatever story you tell will become your reality. Your words hold creative power. Just like God created the world with the breath and his voice, he spoke and it was created. Out of the overflow of your heart, your mouth speaks. You speak what you believe. And when you walk forward carrying with you a spirit of rejection, you are setting yourself up for more rejection because you're expecting it. The story that I had rehearsed for years was that my husband had a high calling and I was left behind. But when I woke up a year later on that July 4th, God redefined my past. No, God isn't even close to finished with me yet. I was created with a purpose that is all my own. I have gifts and callings on my life that are unique and purposeful. I had been so blinded by my jealousy and hurt and rejection that I could not clearly see that I already had a place. When we choose to walk in agreement with our God-given identity, we discover exactly what we had been searching for all along. That July 4th, the day I woke up and realized the freedom that I had been given, I took a pregnancy test that came back positive, and my little Amara Joy, my daughter, would arrive nine months later. See, when you choose to die to yourself and your old ways of thinking and living and choosing to walk in the freedom of truth, new life springs out of that place. God wants to do a new work in you. He wants to show you what you were created for. There are greater depths of purpose for you. There is a plan set in place. Lies may have set you off course. Doors may have closed. You may have spent years of your life agreeing and identifying with the rejection that you faced, but you don't have to stay there. There is a way to overcome. Victory is awaiting you. James chapter 1 says that we can count it joy when we face trials of many kinds because the testing of our faith develops perseverance in us. And when we let that perseverance have its full effect, it leaves us mature and complete, lacking nothing. Faith is a hope in something that is unseen. You don't know what's going to happen next, but you're believing for something greater on the other side of this experience and it gives us hope hope is the joyful anticipation of the good that has yet to come that's the reason why our daughter's name is Amara joy Amara means eternal and joy is something that we're still learning to walk out through the trials of life this side of heaven there is an incredible joy that we get to walk in when we understand the acceptance that we've been given. And you got an acceptance letter in the mail, friend. (laughs) You got in. Not by your own merit or performance, but because of what God has finished on your behalf. The acceptance that was won for you when God came down from heaven and put on flesh to face the ultimate rejection on a cross for your behalf. He became rejection so that rejection would not rule you. That God is alive and he wants to breathe new life in you and help you discover who he made you to be. See, some of us have feared God all our life because we believe that he's the one who rejects us. But I'm here to tell you today that it's only through him that you find true acceptance. Will you believe your acceptance letter? Place your faith and hope and identity in something that is never changing, God's undeniable love for you and the work of Christ that was finished on the cross for you. My friend, it's literally impossible for you or anyone else to be unimportant. Your very breath in your lungs is meant to serve as an offering to God. This world needs you to show up, to walk in freedom so that they can discover it for themselves too. Take the risk. What you fear the most is usually the area of your life where you need to grow the most. If you fear rejection, I challenge you to risk it. Without a risk, there is no story to tell and your story is your greatest impact. I'm praying for you, whoever you are. I know God isn't finished yet. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you have a second, leave a review or post a comment here on the podcast page. It helps this podcast to be seen by other people so we can spread this message far and wide. I cannot wait until next week, and I'll talk to you soon.